Hi. Sorry, that was a bit high Very squeaky. Sorry. Um, that's okay. Welcome back. Episode 12. I know. Dirty Dozen. Isn't it, though? Can you? Can't. Can't even. Nope. Um, thanks for joining us again. Who are we? We are... Playing Devil's Avocado, Correct. also known as PDA. Yeah, oh, I like it. I like Made it your thing. Your thing, isn't it? Yeah. So this week mm-hmm. we're going to talk about salaries. Yeah. And whether we need to be a bit more open about them. Sure. We're going to talk about self care. Yeah. What the hell is it? I don't know. No. Well, let's chat about that. Okay. Um, and we're going to talk about what hurts now. Mm. I can't stand at concerts anymore. So um let's get on with the show. Okay. Alright. Well yeah. you want to talk about salaries because you think yes. that we need to be able to I do. discuss them freely. I do. And I, I sort of feel as women we should, but probably as men as well, so that we know <laughs> <laughs> not that we're men. But so we know what everyone's earning. I think there should be a bit more openness. I'm not going to tell you what I earn on this podcast. Okay. That's not what I mean. But what I mean is I think it, we should be able to have a conversation with someone and say, what are you, what are you earning? And, and what am I worth? What in, am I yeah, worth in, in, the, I in mean, the scheme of things? Yeah, I mean, it's probably better to do it within the same industry. Um, but, mm. I, yeah, I... You and I, since we've been sort of, you know, mooching around the industry, <laughs> we've become quite open about salaries, haven't yeah, we? we have, yeah. Um, just because the transparency is helpful when you're, you know, negotiating day rates or freelance rates or whatever it is. Um, probably the commissioning editors would hate the fact that we talk about it. Probably. But I think it's quite important. And I was having a discussion with someone the other day, a female sort of senior to me person about um, job discussions we'd been having. And we we were very open about what what the job was worth and yeah. what I should go in at and what, um, you know, what the outcome should be. Yeah. And I found it really helpful and really empowering, actually. So, because growing up, my dad was always like, never discuss money with people. It's British nobody people else's business. Yeah. But I actually think it is everybody else's business. Look, I don't know that... I mean, To an extent. I, I, yes. No, I agree. I agree that we need to be a bit more transparent because I, th- I, cause I think that it would be great. I mean, sometimes I don't... There's something about me, I think, that I would love to live in a situation where if you are an age, you get this much money. Yeah. If you are, if you are you know, like, not, not a social communist kind of thing, yeah. but, like, it would just make so much more sense. But it has to be earned on merit, doesn't yeah, it? Because you know lots of people your age are useless. Yeah. So, Hello, what they do. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. No one like, we know, no, personally. But, no, yeah. I don't, maybe not age, but yeah, on merit. But, I mean, it, maybe it needs to be a bit more clear-cut that, you know, because yeah. it's, it's really tricky. Well, and that's, the union, in, that's the union, yeah. that's the union. That's unionised, yeah. isn't it? and maybe that's my yeah. my heart is there So, somehow. you are a little socialist, really, okay. aren't you? Because I, yeah. I grew up in a Thatcherite Britain. Because you... All that Chernobyl you've been watching. That's <laughs> true. But I do, I agree, I think it's good to talk about it. And yeah. it's very freeing. Once someone knows how much you earn, it's very freeing. Because yes. that's, that's the only secret that you can really hold in a, in a professional sense, I guess. Yes. I have friends who work in different industries and, and you know, they tell me what they're paid. Oh, yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, they, my they God. So much like, more money than we So do. much more money. <laughs> um, but again, it's quite freeing because then I'm like, well... If you earn that money, you've got to you've got to earn it. Yeah. So you can't. It's good to sort of get a bit yeah, of an idea. Some people don't earn it. Some people just get paid. No. Well, those people are money. awful. And we hate those people. <laughs> no, 
speaking of hating people. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Do you want to talk more about that? No, that's oh, it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I want to know something, which is um, people always say, well, is it time for a little self-care? Self-care. And I don't know what self-care means. For me, there's a, the immediate thing my brain goes to is masturbation, which I know is not. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that says about you. But actually what it means is looking after your mental health yes. and your spiritual health and your yes. physical well-being by maybe switching off the phones and the, you know, computer and, and doing something for yourself, taking a walk outside, um, deciding that you can't do the job that stresses you out, that you need to look after you, number one, and, and take a step back. Or it can mean having a massage every week. Or, you know, like, I don't know, I can't tell how big or how small my self-care should be. Well, I think there's a whole self-care industry now, as always happens, and that would be like, buy this body scrub or yeah. have this massage yeah. or light this candle. But I think self-care actually is on a much deeper level than that. My sister works in, um, has worked in social services and, you know, if, if you were to talk to her, self-care is really, it's getting enough sleep. Yeah. Which they're saying more and more is so important. Yes. It's about nutrition. Yes. It's about exercise. Yes. It's those those are the three core pillars. That make you feel that can help you through yes. anything. Yes. Yeah. And now in terms of like depression and things, they're not so much, you know, we're gonna give you antidepressants. They 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 send you away to do these things first. Right. If you are able to do these things. I mean, yeah. obviously it's a vicious circle cycle that if you are depressed, then you can't do these things. Yeah. So, but that is very much what they're talking about now. Sleep Prevention. Is so important. Sleep is so important. Have we done sleep yet? No. No, we should do it as a um, as a proper right. segment. We'll do it as a, as yeah. a segment. We'll do a segment on sleep because it's so important. And they, uh, they, well, I'll leave it because there was some interesting research this week, <laughs> but I won't talk about it now. <laughs> Ooh, you're so just mm, teasing. Teasing. Yes. I'm um, speaking of teasing. Yeah. Do you hold grudges? Um, I really try not to. I don't think it behoves me no, it to not. hold a grudge, but I am a champion grudge holder. Are yes. you? Are yeah. you? So slight me, and you, and you've got twenty years oh ahead of you. Of you know, it's like you're really threatening me. Yeah. Oh, okay. I promise yeah. I won't slight you. No, don't slight me. Um. Oh, right. So what brought this? This is something that you came up with. This yeah. Is your ideas. Do you think that is it something that you think you should let go of things more? Yes. Is that the problem? Yes, I think. Uh, yeah, I do. Would like to let go of things more. I'm better than I used to be. I'm much better than I used to be. Um, in terms of especially when it's people who really matter to me, like friends and family. Mm. Um, I'm like, you know what? Take a deep breath. Life's too short. It is though, isn't it? Um, and if these people, and I'm be getting, I'm better at acknowledging that people are flawed. Mm. Not me, obviously, because no, I'm amazing. Great. You're amazing. It's but that you know, people fuck up and people behave like idiots. Not me again. Um, <laughs> and say stupid things and do stupid things. Not you. Not me. But it doesn't mean that they need to be sort of cut out of my life. No, it's funny, isn't it? Because I think as you get older. Um, the thought of having a fight with someone or having a grudge or, you know, having that sort of issue with someone like mm. that where you hold a grudge and then you don't speak to them again is so weird. When at, when you're at school, it happens all the mm. time. Or when you're a teenager, it happens all the time where you just don't speak to someone for weeks. And yeah. I remember having a massive fight with my best friend like when I was 15, Nicola Gridley, if you're listening. <laughs> and um, we had this massive falling out. We didn't speak for ages. But I, I, these days, I just don't know how. I don't. I haven't fought with a friend. Well, I've I've lost a friend 
in the last couple of years just through distance and time and stuff yep. sort of disappeared off out of my life. But I've had friends, two very close girlfriends, who've had a fight over something that has lasted nearly a year before they've spoken again. I think women's friendships are so layered and complicated. I lost a friend, it sounds very careless, <laughs> I stopped talking to mm-hmm. like a very, very close friend probably... Do you know, it was it was ten years ago, and we were glued at the hip. Mm. And I can't even talk about why we don't talk now. Yeah. And it, you know, and I see her very occasionally. And when I do see her, I almost just want to throw my arms around her, and it would be back to normal. But I can't because we just hurt each other too much. Yeah. Um. But, and I don't regret that I don't see her anymore because we. It was time not to. But um, yeah, it's it's almost a bit like a death, isn't it? When it's you awful. lose a, when you lose a good friend, like it's awful. Like when you fall out with a friend as an adult. Yes, and if, I mean, I don't think that I hold grudges at all, but I do feel like if I lost a friend, I probably wouldn't know how to get. I don't know the the politics or the the orchestration of how to get it back again. Or I take a deep breath sometimes and let things go. Do that, you? That um, I've done. Have I done anything? No, better? you're fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I let things go because also I'm becoming more self-aware back to the um, hormone stuff that sometimes I'm really quite crazy. Yeah. And so I have to think, right, okay, is, is this, this normal behaviour? Is behavior? this normal behaviour or am I just enraged by something really quite trivial? You know how you said that our listener Moira yes. talked about the perimenopausal rage? Yes. And she, well, she just touched on it. Yeah. I do think that's a thing. Yes. And I agree that sometimes you kind of have to reel back a bit and see yeah. yourself as other people would see you yeah. in that moment and go, well, hang on. I That's get enraged. Do you know what makes me really mad? No. When I message people, not you, because you obviously reply in three seconds. <laughs> but if I message people and they don't reply, but then I see them post stuff on social media. Yes, you do get annoyed about that. Oh, it really rails me cross. Yeah. But it's like, you know what, you do it live. It's your life. Like, it's your time. It's not my dis- choice, is it? I can't dictate how people use their time. No, and sometimes people just want a break from having to, you know, they just want to scroll mindlessly yeah. and maybe post a photo of their cat. Not yeah. mentioning any You're names. looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about what hurts now. What hurts now. Um, you wanted to talk about standing up. <laughs> oh, just the effort of standing up. Um, no, we got tickets um, through friends, very yeah. good friends. Um, Hello, Del. Hi, Del. <laughs> and Mel. Um, we're going to see you too. Yeah. And... Um, it's all very exciting, obviously. It is. But when we were trying to book the tickets, it was like, do you want seats or do you want standing? And I was like, I can't do standing. I can't do standing at concerts anymore, especially something like that where you're going to get there. If you were in the standing section, you'd have to get there... Four weeks before. Four weeks before... Piss in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I have actually been at concerts where friends... Anyway, moving on. Um, and you've got to stand around yeah. and it's exhausting. Yeah, so I'm seated that. all the way now. Yeah. Well, a listener, I'm mm. going to say a reader, I keep saying that, a listener, well, she'll call her Jane. Yep. I think that's her name. Okay. And also another one who I think is called Sarah, mm. both said that your feet, what is it about your feet? When you when you turn a certain age, you, every shoe hurts. And yes. like they start hurting when they never used to hurt. So a pair of shoes that you bought before you were 40, for yes. example, suddenly hurt at 45. Well, have you put on weight, though, because your feet get fat? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. And when, if you lose weight, your feet lose weight. 
Do you think? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like you can you can go down a shoe size. Can you? You should put that on the cover of a magazine. Drop a shoe size. Drop a shoe size in a week. (laughs) Very easy diet. Oh, Oh, your feet were normal. We're actually wearing matching pale pink trainers tonight, aren't we? They're not the same make. We're nothing if not. Yeah. um, Yeah. I'm all about Frankie Four. Have you? Come across Frankie Four? No, I haven't. So this, they were developed by um, a podiatrist in Brisbane, in Indra Pilly, um, and they are the comfiest shoes I've ever worn. And they're not unstylish. No, they're not. Oh, you just looked at no, them then. No, what's if they weren't unstylish? And then you're like, they're not no, unstylish. they're not unstylish. They're lovely. Um, so I'm all about Frankie Four and also Supergars. Oh, careful. Um, they're really them. comfy. Yeah. And they're not too, they're not too XE, not too spendy. And also they're not too um, untrendy. They're, they're uh, trendy. trendy. They're very trendy. They're jazzy. I've got sparkly ones. Are they jazzy? <laughs> they're quite jazzy. <laughs> um, I can't, yeah, even flat shoes hurt my feet. Like, you know when you yeah. buy a pair of flats because oh, you think, oh, that in. would be better. Yeah. And then they hurt as well. Yeah. I, I wear trainers most of the time. Mm. What but, about Berkey's? Well, they're fine in the summer. Yeah. Actually, my my um, chiropractor told me that Berkey's are the best thing to walk in. Oh, really? But then he also hurt my back a lot and I had to go to <laughs> physio afterwards, so let's not trust him. No. Um, but I do think, yeah, I mean, I work in, I put um, insoles in, like I put little lifty oh, things yes. in, and I'm like Tom Cruise now. <laughs> but I put the things in to, to give me proper support for my back. And they do, it does help. But then I get sore toes and yes. my feet hurt. Oh, it's dreadful. Yeah, it's not good, is it? What about a nice foot rub? Oh, I love a foot rub. Do you? Reflexology? Yeah, I love it. My husband and I go all the time. <laughs> for for, <laughs> couple, for a couple's <laughs> massage. <laughs> self-care, love it, self-care. No, we go every weekend. I go, right. well, no, not every weekend. That's the complete lie. But often we'll go. Like Last weekend, we went and had massages. Um, he got a head massage and a Oh, I love a head rub, massage. And I got just a back massage. My back was really sore. Um, Because I'm old, Mm. you know. It's just Mm. hard. But generally speaking, if I can, I'll get a foot massage like mm, three weekends. And does it help? Um, It doesn't really help the standing up thing, no. No. But it does help the general well-being. Okay. Well, that's a good thing. Mm. Let's talk about Culture Club. Culture Club. (laughs) We really need to get some things sorted out. Yeah, it would never happen. No, it won't. Um, just talk about Big Little Lies. Yes. Because it's back. It's back. It's been back a few weeks now by the time yes. this is on. Now, I was very privileged. You were. Because I got the first three episodes and? as a preview. So I think by the, actually by the time this comes out, everyone will have seen it. Yeah. But um, it is so brilliant. It is great. I just it? love it I so know. much. And I, well... Everyone will know our love or our appreciation yes. of Reese and Nicole. Reese and Nicole. And how they buy everything yeah. in sight, buy the rights to everything in sight. But they did buy the rights to the right thing. Didn't yes, they? Leanne Moriarty, who's Australian. She is Australian. And the, and, and the book was originally set in Sydney. Yes, it was. Yeah. And I I must say, the first episode of this season of Big Little Lies, I thought Reese was overacting a bit and I was getting a bit shitty. And mm. I was like, oh no, she's doing the Reese thing. She's a bit like um, Elle in um, Lady oh, yes. Blonde. She's all bit holding her peppy. handbag and peppy. Yep. But then I really, I just loved it. And you know what made me love it the most? Meryl. Meryl. Amazing. Meryl's teeth especially did great yes. acting. Great yes. acting by the teeth. So that's deliberate her wearing those teeth, obviously. Well, I think she looks like 
um, Skarsgård with the teeth in, so presumably that's one of the reasons. Yes, and I think she did an interview where, or she maybe told someone, I know that <laughs> I'm so in with these people. <laughs> you and um, Meryl. I think that it's about not being Meryl Streep. Yeah. So yeah. that she looks... People, I find it hard with Meryl. I love her, but every time I watch her in anything, I'm like, oh, well, there's Meryl Streep. Have you seen the, um, the, the theory about how... So... In Mamma Mia, mm. she one of the possible fathers is Stellan Skarsgård. Right. So if Alexander Skarsgård is her son in Big Little Lies, it means that he is the father <gasps> in Mamma Mia. People have too much time yes, on their hands, they, but I love they? it. I also think she looks weirdly like Nicole because mm. there's... They've got this real symbiotic yeah. relationship, haven't they? But she's marvellous. And being able to watch a TV show with three Oscar winners yeah, and female Oscar winners at that is just an utter joy. And also you've got all the amazing costumes and you've got the house porn. Yeah. Um, and it's just... And there's some really quite cute guys in it. Yeah. So it's just everything wrapped up into a lovely soapy... It's just delicious. Delicious It is delicious. Drama. And, and Meryl does that great thing with... Like, Meryl's great acting thing is when she does that thing where she starts talking and then she kind of peters off a little bit like she's just thinking mm. out loud and it's she does it all the time and it's such mm. a merrillism and you can tell when way. something's good when all the memes come out instantly yeah she's so good it really is yeah the most and it amazing. really does i mean you'll have seen it by by now but anyway it really does pick up and move along and um we get insights into all the women and it's just like bang 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 yeah. it's Fabulous. It's fabulous. Fabulous. Speaking of other old ladies who are fabulous. Yes. I watched that amazing Vivian Westwood documentary on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen it. It is called Westwood Punk Icon Activist. Yes. It's on Netflix. It was from 2018. It was a movie that came out and won some awards in some film festivals. Mm. And it's basically a beautiful kind of doco about Vivian Westwood from when from the 80s, 70s, 80s and today. Yes. It's like a radio ad. And um, and it's great because it talks about her relationship with Malcolm McLaren, of course, which was very big. Yeah. She was obviously... They have a child, don't they? Yes. Yes. And they were... Of, for well, people he's who, probably about 50 now, yeah, but yeah. 95. So um, the, um, she was obviously so big in the punk movement and then the new romantic movement and then just in... And she's of, a designer. She's a fashion designer. Yeah. Um, she was married to Malcolm. No, she, was she married to Malcolm McLaren? Well, they were definitely together yeah. for a long time. Anyway, and now and she has had a this shop. amazing husband. This amazing husband who I loved, loved, loved. Who's is he much is younger? Good. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, a lot younger than her. He's um, Austrian, and he's so camp. They say that um, Bruno, no, who's the um, Sasha Baron Cohen? Is it Bruno? Um, Bruno, yeah. yeah. Is is based on him. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he doesn't know if it's true or not. And she just does not want to have anything to do with it. She's just like, oh, do you have to talk about this again? And How old would Vivian Westwood be She's now? like in her 70s. Yeah. And he's in his 50s, 60s. Yeah. Um, but just looking back at all the supermodels and Kate Moss talks in it mm. and, um, and just like all the sort of amazingness of of the punk movement and everything and it was it's just glorious and she's just so um she's quite feisty isn't she yeah she's still got that real doesn't give a shit anarchy yeah good on her it's lovely it's really good to watch so i'd highly recommend it okay highly recommend we're quite into our documentaries at the moment yes um, did you watch 63 Art? No, but I'm about to. Okay. Not so, literally now. No, but um, so 63 Up is the latest in a series of documentaries that started 
with this group of people when they were seven. Yes. Based so on the Jesuit um, motto, give me the boy till he's seven and I'll give you the man. Yeah. And so we've followed, we've got back in touch with them every seven years and seen how their life unfolds. Yeah. And it's the most, and the 63 Up has just come out. It's on SBS here. I don't know where you can find the other documentaries if you haven't watched them all, but it's just the most incredible insight into just ordinary lives and it makes it so yeah. much more moving. I think The Guardian called it, you know, this is the masterclass in how to do reality TV. Yeah, absolutely. Because everything's there but in this very low-key way and for 63 Up, I won't ruin it for you because you haven't seen it yet, but I was bawling my eyes out. So for people who haven't seen any of them, they're English kids, right? Yeah. So it's like post-war yeah. or, and by the time they yes. seven. And so some, like, one of them was a taxi driver. Yes, yeah, so the, it's all very much about class. Yeah. Um, so they, they have kids who grew up in the East End of London and then they have kids who were always going to... Went to private schools. Always going to public schools and going destined to be lawyers from the age of yeah. five. Yeah. And it's just about how their life unfolds. And one guy who dropped out of society a bit yeah. and moved up to Scotland. And, yeah. yeah. It's an amazing, amazing documentary. It's made just... more amazing by the fact that they caught up with them every seven years. And yes. who is the person that made them? It's, it's like... Michael Apted. That's right. Who's a film director. Yeah. So he is now 73. So if they're to do the next one, he'll be 18. It's like, well, will he still be here to make it? And then yeah. if he's not, can they make it without yeah. him? Because... He's a part of their lives. Yeah. You must all watch it. You must. You, you must. must. You simply you must. must. You simply must watch it. I won't you have it. You simply must. Yeah. Um, fabulous. Okay. Well, let's talk about um, some things that we were catching up with. Catching from, up? Yeah. Yeah, follow-ups. Yeah, follow-ups, I believe they call them in the they trade. Are. Um, listener called Vicky. Yes. Had a dream. That's her name. That's her name. Um, let's call her that. She <laughs> had a dream that there was a... Playing Devil's Avocado listening party. Amazing. Let's now, do it. Now, we are down for this, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to say, let's do it. Let's let's all get together and listen. Well, maybe not listen to us. That would be weird. But get together with your friends, have a little listen, have a glass of wine yeah. or a coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's oh, make so it. it comes out at 6 o'clock in the morning, so maybe a coffee. Or Although wait. Although we could do it later in the evening. Wait. Couldn't wait 12 you? hours you and have a vino. Yeah, fair enough. A vino collapso. So, um... <laughs> Like that idea, and then a listener, um, should we call her Rebecca? Mm, shall we? That's her, her name. name. Yeah. <laughs> One time, you remember we talked about rubbish presents? Yes, heavy bottom pans. Heavy bottom pans, yes. um, which were on special in Audi. Yes. Um, Actually, I've got an Audi one, they're really good, but I didn't get it as a present, I bought it myself. Okay. Her mum once said to her, let's call her mum Paula, um, <laughs> she's actually my sister-in-law, her mum once said to her... Um, for my birthday, you can buy me a shower caddy. Oh, no. And it was like, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. No one ever needs to buy no, anyone a shower caddy no, no for their birthday. No. If any of you need a shower caddy, right, I will go to Ikea and buy you one for five ninety nine, and it doesn't need to be your birthday. <laughs> All right? I'll just buy it for you I'm anyway. just not having it. <laughs> it's so true. Remember, the, like, when um, Mother's Day presents and stuff, when you were a kid and, like, you know, your dad would buy your mum a, a mixer... Or a toaster or something, or yes. an iron. What about that time there was um, a very big department store in Sydney and for their Mother's yes. Day window, they put Dyson's Dysonic, in the window. Yeah, and it was Mother's cleaners. Day, yeah, Dyson's. No. Now everyone loves a Dyson. Who doesn't want a Dyson? Not for Mother's Day. Not for Day. Mother's Day. No. 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 I think that comes under just household expenditure. I think you're right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wouldn't want a mixer either. 
Or an iron. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd like an iron or a mixer or a Dyson or any of those things, but just not for yeah. a birthday or special occasion. All right. Noted. So don't go... I know what you like. You'll go yeah. and get me one now. Okay. Um, is that it? Have we got everything? I think we've done everything. Okay. Yeah. Well... That was lovely. Thank you. Thank you. And um, pleasure as always. Wasn't it though? Episode twelve, done and dusted. Done and dusted. Now please get. Is that a phrase that you never thought you'd say? (laughs) Quite probably. You know what I keep on thinking about? One and done. I love it. One and done. One and done is brilliant. Actually, did go back there. Mm. Oh, Um, you did. Yes. And very hungover, walked past, said, "Can you do a good Bloody Mary?" He said, "Yes, I can." I was in. Did he do one? Unbelievable. Did he say one and done? No. Did you have two? No, because it was lunchtime. It was oh. like 11 o'clock. Oh. Well, oh. midday. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, if you want to get in touch, you can email us on wearepayingdevilsavocado at gmail.com. That's correct. Or you can contact us through Instagram. Instagram. You can slide into our DMs, yep. as the young people do indeed say. Yeah. You can also get in touch with us on Facebook. Yeah. And um, is that it? Yeah, it's probably it. Um, okay, have a lovely week, people. We will see you next week. Okay, bye.